This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Yours truly, Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan. Our mission is to inspire you to believe in yourself, to overcome challenge, battle through adversity, and live your best kick in life. It's like I'm giving you a kick in life so you can live your best life. So saddle up, buckle up, and here we go. Greetings, everyone. You're Kicking Life Guru Master Rich Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. And uh, actually, just listen to that intro again. Are you buckled up? Are you ready to roll today? Because I'm ready to bring it at you. You know, last week I had uh, I'd swallowed a frog. I mean, really, it was stuck in my throat for a while. And that's what it sounded like on the podcast. But uh, I've uh, passed that thing on down through. And the sinus infection's on its way out. So I'm ready to rock this thing. And I'm feeling extra pumped and motivated that you're here with me today. So thank you very much, as always for taking the time. And as a reminder, please share these podcasts with others that you feel could use the inspiration, the motivation, the kick in the tail to live their best kick in life. And, you know, that's kind of the mission here, to continue spreading the word around and letting people know there is a better alternative. And uh, uh, you hear me say this all the time, but a great reminder, what you put in your mind, what you put in is what you're going to get out. So, you know, if you surround yourself with stinking thinking, well, you're going to have stinking output. So, and uh, of course, the world we know is it's loaded. You know, back when well, when I was younger, there was only a few sources of stinking media outlet. Now you got hundreds and hundreds of channels of it. It's uh, on your TV, what, 300-something channels on social media. Uh, my, you guys know more about social media than I probably do, but, you know, the Facebook and the YouTube, the Twitter and uh, Tumblr, Stumbler, Bumbler, all the other things that are out there that uh, you get your sources from. But here's the deal. You have the power to turn it off. Of course, you can't control what the media puts out there, but you can control what you listen to. Now, I know. Yeah, of course, I know that. But there's a difference between knowing it and actually knowing it and applying it. Because the same thing. Uh, Zig Ziglar always talked about you hear people say, oh, my gosh, they complain about the, uh, uh, the horror, the graphics, the ugly, nudity, uh, yucky stuff, all the murder on their VCR. You guys probably know what a VCR is. That was a bad one. Anyway, that goes back to Zig Ziglar. But the whole thing was talking about <laughs> you're complaining about what's on your VCR. Well, you can control that. Same thing, you can control what's on your TV. Just don't watch those channels. You can control what's on your radio. Don't listen to those radio shows. Listen to podcasts like this one here, the Kickin' Life podcast, with yours truly, the Kickin' Life guru. And there's many, many others out there uh, that you can listen to to program positivity into your mind. And I'm telling you, the more you pump in there, the, the more you're going to get out of it, one side or the other. Uh, a guy that I'm, I don't know, and he's an author, and he's also the uh, founder of Success Magazine. His name's Darren Hardy. So, Darren, if you're listening, that would be great if you were, and hopefully you will at one point in time. I'm just sending a shout-out to you. I really appreciate all your work. His uh, mentor was Jim Rome, which is someone I listen to quite a bit and read a lot of his books, and he references some of the other guys like John Maxwell, Jack Canfield, uh, Zig Ziglar a lot, Jim Rome, Warren Buffett, all the positive, successful um, I guess, I don't say guys from the past, but they laid a solid foundation of successful thinking. And Napoleon Hill, of course, is in there. And it's all about what you put into your mind and how powerful your mind is and how your mind is going to focus on whatever you put it in and whatever you put in there. So anyway, back to uh, Darren Hardy there. Uh, I'm reading his, so he's got a uh, Living Your Best Year Ever. It's a four CD pack plus it's a book and it's got a workbook in there and all kinds of other uh, things to help you really be accountable for your actions, yourself, what you think about, what you do, and then essentially holding yourself accountable. So, uh, Darren Hardy, I'm gonna uh, my goal this year, one of the missions and one of the goals is to meet you, and I think we'd get along extremely well. In the past couple years, I've had the opportunity to meet John Maxwell. Great conversation with him, Jeffrey Gittimore. And uh, last year, I spent quite a bit of time with Jack Canfield, and I was a part of the Jack Canfield coaching program for quite some time. And uh, the chance to actually meet him, talk to him, hang out with him, and uh, it was incredible. And then uh, at the end of the night, I actually got a chance to hang out with his team. And we spent, uh, oh my gosh, literally the whole evening together just talking about well, this, that, positive, uh, positive builds positive. And, you know, it's sort of like you want to fly with the Eagles you got to soar with the Eagles. You can't spend time with the turkeys. So that's a Zig Ziglar line, but it makes a lot of sense how you spend your time, who you spend your time with. And, you know, you've heard me talk about that before, too, and that gets right back to the Jim Rome. You are a percentage of the four to five people you hang around with the most. And I mean in every capacity, the way you talk, the way you walk, your attitude, you know, even down to the point of your income. 
you're you're there. So if you're fine and happy with where you're at with that, great, good stuff, great work, keep it up. But if you're not, if you want to soar with the Eagles, then stop playing around with the turkeys. Get yourself up in the air and soar. You can do it. Now, is it easy? No. Of course, you know, you hear me say this every single podcast, everything is easier said than done. Well, of course, everything in life is easier said than done. I can say here and say anything you want me to say or anything I feel like saying, and of course, it's easy. Now, taking action and doing it is pretty doggone tough. And just like creating this podcast, it was something I'd, uh, you know, I'll be 100% honest. I've been doing video blogs for some time, and um, I'm going around doing speeches at different schools and different locations, and someone said, hey, why don't, are you going to start a podcast soon? And to be 100% honest with you, I, I didn't even know what a podcast was. I, I didn't even listen to a podcast before. This was a couple years ago. And shame on me for not uh, seeking out there, but I, I truly didn't. I'm like, podcast? Well, you know what? Well, one thing leads to another. Start talking to somebody else. Start talking to somebody else. Before you know it, doors start opening up. And uh, the reticular activating system, it's in the frontal lobe of your subconscious mind there. And that thing brings things into light that you focus on. And I've given the example before when you buy a new car. Well, you buy a new car. You're so happy, man. This one's different than everybody else's. And suddenly, the same car that you just bought is appearing everywhere. Oh, well, what the heck here? I thought this car was different. Well, what you're focusing on right now is your new car. So it's going to bring other things that have always been there. It's not like it's hidden. They've always been there, but they just weren't brought into focus. And that's the sole job of your subconscious mind, and in particular, your reticular activating system, which is to bring things to the forefront that you're focusing on, to basically open doors to see things that you haven't been able to see before. Same thing here with this podcast. It's got to talking. One guy led to another. And come to find out, the, the guys that are part of this, uh, Lineup Media FM, Jeff Cooper, he I've known him since I was six years old. We played hockey together all the way up through. And, of course, you know, just like anything else in life, you'd, I don't say you drift apart, but life gets in the way of life. And, uh, and then, lo and behold, a buddy of mine, Jim Cromer, known him absolutely forever. And uh, they're all part of this Lineup Media group, this awesome Lineup Media group. Well, like I said, doors started opening up. The reticular activating system did what it was supposed to do and brought me to this. And now I'm doing the podcast. And I tell you, I couldn't be happier. I really, truly couldn't. But none of this would happen. And that's why I'm telling you this. None of this happens without action. You can't just sit there and expect it to fall in your lap. It's not going to happen. Action produces motivation. Motivation produces more action. And it's an endless cycle back and forth. And in uh, real quick here, and I'm going to touch on, I've got a few big points I want to cover today in our podcast here. Uh, kind of tiptoe off last week's with the imagination, I'm sorry, perseverance of a child. And we're going to dive into the imagination of a child. But um, I often hear people say, you know, uh, if I think about it long enough, it'll happen. Now, you're right. Thinking about it's a great, great start. But sitting there thinking that something's just going to land in your lap you know, you're, you're, you're short-sighting yourself there. You're fooling yourself. You've got to actually take action, get out there, and do something in order to make it happen. So, uh, as I mentioned, action produces motivation, which produces more action. Okay, so main thing I'm going to talk about today is uh, last week was perseverance of a child. So just a little touch off of that. If you think about a child, you learn so much during your first few years of life. and But it's the perseverance to not give up, the perseverance to battle through. You've got a mission to achieve what you ha- you can't do, you know, and it starts off with a uh, baby trying to feed itself. And, you know, mommy's taking the spoon and doing the old, open up, here comes your bite, yum, yum, yum. And the baby's, you know, all happy and shaking and laughing. And so what does the baby want to do? Well, I want to do this myself. Mommy's not feeding me fast enough. So the baby wants to grab the spoon. Well, that baby's determined to do it. Now, the baby has no idea what goals and missions and visions and purpose and all these other things are. All they know is, I want the spoon. I want to do this myself. And of course, anybody's ever seen a baby eat, you may not be remember when you were a baby, but if you've seen a baby eat and you have your own kiddos, they, they, they're persistent. They're grabbing that dang spoon. And of course, they're not very good at it either. They're stuffing you know, peas up their nose and got applesauce in their eyeballs and in their ears and all over their face and very little is getting in their mouth. However, they're determined. And you were too as a child. And if you weren't, well, you're probably not listening to this today because you've never learned how to feed yourself. But they're determined, and they keep going at it and going at it and going at it, and finally they get a little bit better at it. And, of course, the next adventure is learning to crawl and then learning to walk. Same thing. You know, they're crawling. They can't quite get it. Now they got it one step at a time. And all new parents out there, I know I did this with my first child, uh, Austin. 
<laughs> I don't know how many hours upon hours upon hours of videotape of him just laying in the crib and, oh, my gosh, he turned. Get, get the camera. Get the camera. Oh, he did this. Go oh, get this. And hours and pictures. And, you know, now my third child, not that I love him any less, it's just that you wait for a spectacular event. That's kind of the unfortunate thing between the first child and the third child. But the third child, um, they have more – uh, perseverance, determination, and battle than the first two because they can see they're doing it and they're around the same age. So they want to, well, not same age, but closer than mom and dad in age. So they want to battle through. So the whole point of me telling you this is as a child, you had the perseverance to battle through until you got what you wanted. You didn't give up. You kept doing it. And did you fail? Oh my gosh, yes, you did. did you, were you perfect to feeding yourself the first time? Well, I, I, I can't say for sure, but I'm going to have to go out on a limb here and say, no, probably not. And did you walk, get up, and just run across the floor the first time? Probably not. You more than likely fell, 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 fell again. But did you ever lose that determination? Did you ever lose that passion? No, you were determined to walk. And look at a child. You'll see it. They're determined to do these things. They don't give up. And that's the perseverance we, as adults, need to carry over into our own lives, not giving up the first time we fail, not giving up the first time we fall. Memory as a child of the perseverance of battling through and reaping those rewards. But what happens as an adult? Well, we get smarter, which is great. We gain more knowledge, which is great. But somehow, some way, we, we lose that perseverance and what I'm going to talk about today, the imagination as a child. As a child, your imagination is running wild. I mean, it's out there. You want to do this. You want to do that. You want to conquer the world. And then someone comes along and, you know, rains on your parade, so to speak. Here's the thing, and I'm on a little sidebar here. Les Brown always (laughs) talks about um, if you don't want people to rain on your parade, don't tell them what street you're having your parade on, meaning be careful who you share your dreams, who you share your parade, who you share your visions with, and they're not going to rain on it. Because too many times after being rained on, and unfortunately as adults a lot of times we're rained on one time and we, oh well, I guess it's not meant to be. I tried. Don't, no, I don't want you trying. I want you doing. That's kind of a message we have at the academy all the time is, look, kids, oh, well, I tried. No, I don't want you trying. I want you doing. And here's the big difference between trying and doing. Trying, you can say, well, I tried, but it just wasn't for me. So you give up. If you say, I'm going to do something, I'm determined to do this thing, you're going to keep battling through until you do it. You're not giving up because you're determined. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to try to do this because try leaves you an escape route, right? Well, tried. No, do it, do it, do it. And kind of pound that in your head. So back to the imagination of a child. Now think of it this way. Uh, a child's imagination is like a clear glass of water, okay? It's clear. It's untainted. Uh, there's no dirt. There's no film in there. And it's all fresh. It's all new. And what happens is, and adults, we, we, you know, we don't do this on purpose. We don't do it to be uh, mean or resentful, to hurt the kids. You want them to understand that reality, life is tough. Life is going to rain on your parade. Life is going to knock you down. But unfortunately, most of the time, we put so much dirt and gunk and mud in that child's cup that now it's clear as muddy water, right? Not clear at all, just nothing but mud. Now, of course, that cup can be rinsed out. Absolutely it can. But a lot of times it's too much work, and that's where it gets into the adulthood. Well, the, the cup's so full of dirt and mud, why even bother? And you give up. Don't do those things. And, of course, don't damage the child either because I tell you what, um, the, the kids at school, <laughs> they're cruel enough the way it is. I mean, they truly, truly are. It's just the way of the world, unfortunately. But you can be a force of reason for the kiddo, and I'm not ever saying lie to kids. Don't ever lie to them and say something, oh, it's easy, it's easy. Nothing really is easy. It's simple. Because you just make a choice, but it's not easy. You're going to have to fight for it. And I think oftentimes parents is, uh, with kids, we try and protect them from being too vulnerable, too green, um, and too immature in their thoughts. But in the process of doing that, we actually damage the kids. And I know from personal experience, and that's why I'm telling you this, my parents, wonderful, wonderful people, um, they, they're 72 and 70 respectively, still hardworking. Matter of fact, dad is just an absolute workaholic and that's where I get my work ethic from. But, um, you know, he, he, he served honorably in Vietnam, obviously did not have a very good experience. And he and I did not have the best relationship, uh, growing up. And it was cause, well, I was a complete, I don't say wild man, but I was a free thinker, baby. I was out there and I always stro- uh, uh, strived and strove, if you will, to, to be my absolute very, very best. And to be honest, the biggest reason was I always wanted to try and impress dad. 
and um, that, that that's a whole other podcast. We can talk about that later. But um, his whole thing was he was all about the world's not all sunshine and rainbows, you know, and it's not. I'm not a believer in sunshine and rainbows. I'm believing that it's a good, happy place, but I'm also believing that you got to take the other side that you are going to get knocked down. Well, Dad was so far kind of on that side of the fence where, you know, the world's mean, it's cruel, it's hateful, and, you know, you're never going to – he never said I was never going to amount to anything, but he wanted to let me know that, you know what, too much dreaming and imagination floating in the clouds there is not going to get you where you want to go. you got to have hard work and perseverance. Now, that was his message. I just wasn't mature enough at the time to understand that message, nor understood what it meant. And I always thought my dad was the biggest jerk on the planet. Now, I say that now because I, I've always loved my dad, but I love him more now than I ever have, simply because now I'm <laughs> mature enough. And uh, I can't believe I just said I'm mature enough. Uh, yeah, You hear that, Mom and Dad, if you're listening out there? I've matured just a little bit here now. But anyway, mature enough to understand the message that he was trying to present. My take on this is I'm trying to do a better job of presenting that to my kids and when you talk to your kids of not to squash their goals. Be real with them. Let them know the world's rough and you're going to get knocked down and not give up. Develop the perseverance in battle to battle through adversity and overcome challenges. However, don't beat them down to the point where their glass is so caked with mud they give up on trying to clean it out a little bit. So jumped around a little bit, but back to the imagination of a child. Think about that. When you were a child, you had these big visions, these big dreams, these big goals, and you didn't have the power, the knowledge, the wisdom, the resources, or anything else to achieve those goals. But as you went along, rain started frowning on your parade. You know, people start saying this, people start pulling you down, and before you know it, you gave in. You gave up. Well, I don't want you to give up. I want you to reinvigorate those thoughts as a kid. Now you've got the maturity, you've got the wisdom, you've got the power, you've got the resources. Do what you were born to do. You know, and there's there's over 7 billion people in the world. 7 billion. But nobody's the same. You are made differently than anybody else in the world. You are one in 7 billion. You have got a special talent, a special gift, a special something that nobody else has. Yeah, we're all, we have similarities to everybody else. I mean, we, we truly, truly do. However, no one has your exact special gift, your exact special talent. And here's the thing, only you know what that is. But you have to believe in that talent, believe in yourself, and know you can achieve it. And those out there listening, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get on you right now real quick. Don't say, well, I'm too old. You're never too old. Even if you know, 50, 60, 70, how much longer do you plan to live? Hopefully a few more years. Well, you're never too old to live your best years ever. You know, the best years are still ahead of us. Think of that mindset. Yeah, I might be, I'm, I'm 46 now, but I've got so many goals and visions planned. I just wish I would have known these things when I was in my 20s. And I guess I did, but I didn't know how to pursue them. And a lot of times, to be honest, I was surrounding myself with, with the, the, the turkeys and I wasn't soaring with the eagles. I just didn't know how. But now, um, now that I've the last five years read close to 100 books, I don't know how many different conferences I've went to, how many different now that I know about podcasts, been listening to a lot of those, audible books. I think I've listened to close to 200 audio books in the last five years. Now that's flushing good positive images and thoughts and uh, um, powerful thinking into my mind. That glass is clear as can be. Now that doesn't mean other stuff doesn't go in there and sometimes it gets a little dirty, little ugh, clear as muddy water, right? but then I rinse that glass out. And it's all about what I choose to put into my mind. I don't listen to talk radio. I sure as heck don't listen to Constantly Negative Network, CNN, <laughs> and all these other yucky influences that just vibrate your mind with, with, with ugliness. That's all it is. And the reason the media does that, they thrive on sensationalism. You know, the gorier, the bloodier, the story, the worst, most horrific crimes, oh, they got to make top page, top cover, all kinds of press coverage. Why? Because it's sensationalism. People want that for whatever reason. But I'm telling you, don't want that for yourself. Want the positive. And the world is tough. It truly is. But I'm telling you what, for every one ugly act that you see played over and over and over again on social media, on the news, and the car radio, talk radio, all the, it's usually one or two acts. There's millions and millions and billions of good things happening at the same time that you never hear about. Why? Because we as a society thrive on sensationalism, blood, gore, guts, uh, ugliness, because it gives us something to talk about. Well, I'm telling you, change your tune. 
talk about the positive and listen to the positive. There's just as many outlets out there that produce positive motivation, positive insight, things that help you become your very best as there are the other side of it. It just depends on what you tend to focus on. Now, is it easy as flipping a switch? Truthfully, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's that simple. Just flip the switch. I'm not listening to this anymore. I'm listening to this. And you condition yourself a habit. Now, you've heard me say this many times. Just because something is simple doesn't mean it's easy. Because if you condition yourself for all these years to, you know, um, <laughs> make excuses, whine and complain, fill your head with yucky stuff, well, then that's what you're going to do. It, it, so to change from that behavior is going to take some time but you can do it. I promise you can do it. I was kind of, and like a, back to mom and dad there, and it, it was really, even back a little bit further here, you want to hear a personal story. Um, I was, when dad was finishing out his tour, he was injured uh, uh, quite badly, actually, in, uh, in in Vietnam. It was a supply dump, and uh, the Vietnamese shot down the helicopter, and dad uh, actually, I don't say he got blown up because he lived, but the big fire gust that came blew him through the Constantino wire and uh, had his hands over his eyes and he was blind for six months. And to this day, he's 72 years old. In the summertime, you can still see the uh, the areas on his face and his hands that don't tan simply because of, of what happened there. But anyway, so I told you that because that's just the way, you know, dad, his views on the world weren't the best for the longest time. Now he's getting a little bit better because hopefully he's been, we've been communicating a little bit more and he's turning off a lot of that negative media that he's listened to for all these years. And of course, growing up with that, that's, that's what I heard a lot. But uh, anyway, when he was finishing up there, um, I was raised by my mother, her two sisters, and my grandma. And I actually called my grandma mom simply because the three uh, sisters there, my mom and her two sisters, all live there, and they called her mom. So I called my grandma mom. I called grandma mom my mother mother. <laughs> so anyway, but my grandma, which really was my my pillar of uh, of I don't say hope, but she was always there for me. And even when I had the tough times with my parents, um, grandma was there. And unfortunately, she passed away a few years ago, which was very very tough. But uh, something she always said to me, and I, I say it quite a bit to uh, our academy leaders at the studio and then our staff and then others, something that she always said to me, and I'm passing it on to you because if you're listening to this podcast, you are making a difference. You are making a change. You are trying to better your life. She would always say this. She'd say, Richie, you're a learning boy. You're a learning boy. Anytime I'd have any type of success. And she was, and it could be a small little thing, but she was proud and she wanted to let me know that, hey, life is all about continuing to learn. You're never too old. You're never too, um, well, definitely mature, and you never know enough. You always can learn more. And her big thing was, and be honest, this is something I do every day as well. Uh, I'd say a little prayer and I ask for wisdom. I ask for the knowledge, wisdom, strength, and perseverance to be the best leader I can, to be the best father I can, to be the best husband I can, and back to the wisdom again, grant me the wisdom to make the right choices, to say the right things, so I can utilize my skills, my God-given abilities to help do what I was born to do, and that's hopefully inspire and motivate people to believe in themselves to live their best possible life, to live their best kick in life. There you go. Got to get the kick in there. So, But that was the thing. So I want you to think about that. If you're accomplished something, no matter how small it is, and also share that with your kids, share that with your husband or, 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 or wife or spouse, whoever you're with there, and or even a coworker. You don't have to say, Richie, you're a learning boy. I mean, you know, that's kind of goofy because unless your name's Richie, but uh, um, people haven't called me Richie in years. But anyway, um, think about that. Say those little bitty things of encouragement to keep them moving forward. And by all means, we kind of started this whole thing off talking about the imagination of a child. Do not put dirty water in a child's cup. Yes, be real with them. Let them know that they're going to have to work, battle, and uh, persevere. But just like they did learning to walk and feed themselves. So as adults, we want to empty that cup. Okay, and empty the cup, that's an old uh, uh, Asian philosophy we talk about every single day at the Martial Arts Academy. If your cup is full, especially if it's full of muddy water, that, that's all you're going to think about. That's all it's going to process. And you heard me talk about the reticular activating system. Well, if that's what's on your mind, guess what? It's going to attract and bring into focus more of that. Just like the example, you bought a new car, and before you know it, you're seeing those cars everywhere. Well, that's the reticular activating system. Just like I talked about, how I started talking about doing this podcast. Well, it started opening things up. I had a perp, I had a goal. It was all I was thinking about, getting this thing done. And uh, the same thing on the other end. 
If you constantly fill your mind with negativity, all that crap is exactly what it is. You choose to put that in there. That's all that's going to be playing on your mind. That's all you're going to think about. And you're going to take this little bitty mohill and turn it into a mountain. Because, well, it, it's horrible, it's bad, the world's going to hell in a handbasket and all the other terms that you hear. And like I said, I'm a realist. There are some bad things that are going on out there. We live in a violent society. However, however, there's a lot of good things going on too. So be aware, and then I teach a lot of self-defense classes, and I call them uh, self-defense, self-awareness, and self-empowerment. And um, the self-awareness is you're aware of your surroundings. You're not living paranoid because that's no way to live but you are living aware that there are some bad people out there. There are some bad things going on, and those bad things do happen every single day. However, the more aware you are of those things, you're not walking with your head down. You're not walking with your head in the clouds. You're not, you know, how many times you see somebody walking, texting, and run into a wall or a car or something else. That's pretty funny. Uh, but uh, it happens, you know. Uh, if you ever go to the zoo or anywhere else and just kind of people watch, we all do it. Don't judge. We all do it. And uh, you see how many times people wander off course or run into something because they have no awareness of what the heck's going on. So be aware of your surroundings. Realize that, like I said, there are some yucky things that are going on out there, but there's also a lot of good things that are going on as well. So be aware of this, uh, aware of your surroundings. Now, the um, self-conf- or I'm sorry, self-empowerment, I show, and we, we do self-defense classes for men and women, primarily women. Uh, it's all about showing women how powerful they can be by having them hit the targets and hit the pads and just you know break out with just letting them know the proper target area but bring that energy out it all starts with that belief in yourself and belief in yourself of course and the more aware you are of yourself the more you realize how much power you do have the more confidence you're going to have and self-defense is 99.9 percent self-confidence believing in yourself believing you have the power to do something believing you have the awareness to be aware of what's going on around you that leads to that self-confidence which leads to self-defense now why am i telling you this one it's, it's it's a good tool because the more aware we are of what's going on uh the better obviously in self-defense you want to be able to have the knowledge to protect yourself if you are ever in a bad situation but that leads right back to the whole point of doing this kicking life podcast Belief in yourself, confidence, 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 to believe in yourself, to know you have the power, to know you have the ability, to know you have the resources to do these things. But it all goes back. One, don't lose your dreams. Have the imagination of a child. Have a clear cup. Get that stinking thinking out. Get all that dirty yuck out of there. And then that builds that self-confidence to say, you know what, I can do this. And I know that I'm going to get knocked down. But if I get knocked down, I am getting back up. I'm not laying there. I'm not crying about it. I'm getting back up. And that's the key. The uh, And there's so many different, uh, and I share this with my uh, instructors, and we call ourselves an Academy of Life Changers. Why? Our goal, our mission, our purpose, our why is to help inspire people to believe in themselves. We are changing lives. We are instilling honor, integrity, discipline, and respect in every student and parent that comes in the academy. Manners. It's huge. Discipline, huge. Respect, huge. All those little things, but those little things trickle effect. You know, the kids are starting to, you know, they come in, they know to say yes, sir, no, sir. They know to stand at attention. They know to make eye contact. They know to be respectful. All those things, yeah, it starts off slowly, but just like anything else, a trickle turns into a a flood. And that's what you want. You want those things where they're out in public, they're making eye contact, they're shaking hands like like a professional, they're they're, uh, talking in a respectful tone. They're not interrupting. They're saying, yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. They're setting goals for themselves. They're developing a work ethic to get their homework done on time, to study a little bit harder. All those things are our purpose as life changers at the academy, and it's the whole purpose of this Kickin' Life podcast, to have a bigger outreach, a bigger, uh, uh, I guess, yeah, outreach is the best word I guess I can come up with there, to, to impact as many different people as I can. Same message. And, you know, and people ask all the time, man, why are, you, why are you putting so many hours? Why do you work so hard to get this done? One, I'd feel horrible if I didn't. But here's a little inside truth. You know, when I get older, these kids, this generation of kids right now, they're the ones that are going to be taking care of me. I'm, I'm a little concerned. I mean, I really am. So I figure I'll put in some extra work now and hopefully, not hopefully, I will, create this society that's a happier, healthier, and safer society. So, hey, it's a little selfish. 
But you know what? It's not just me I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about everybody out there. And of course, the only way to live your best possible life, to live your best kick in life, is is to think positively about an imagination of being you, being your very best you, not just struggling through life. Oh, another day. Oh, another day. Oh, another day. Well, how many more days do you think you have? We don't know. Okay, we've got a limited amount of time. And, um, you know, I shared with you before my ringtone, my wake up ringtone is Nickelback. If today was your last day and I try and man, every think about that. This could be my last day. I mean, I hope to heck it's not, but it could be. And this could be your last day. I once again hope the heck it's not. But what would you do differently today if you knew today was your last day? Would you have those visions that you did as a child? You'd try and accomplish everything that maybe you haven't done in the past 30 years. Man, that would create one heck of a great day. You thought it was your last day, and then you wake up tomorrow. Holy cow, I got another day to do this. That's awesome. I got another day to do this. That's awesome. Think of it that way. Have that same imagination. Know that you have a limited amount of time. Don't waste that time. Every day do something that you're going to be proud of, something that you're going to be happy about, something that if it was your last day, you'd think, you know what? I lived that last day the best way I possibly could. And here's another thing. I hear this all the time. Yes, I've got it. It seems like an unlimited amount of energy. I'm a human being too. I get tired. Uh, I get grouchy sometimes and cranky sometimes, but I tend to th- focus on the positive. And I, when I feel those things coming on, just take a little breath, relax, empty the cup, dump that muddy water out, clean the cup up a little bit. And then most of the time it's because I've, I've overworked myself and I just need to, <laughs> need to shut her down a little bit. Listen to something calm and uh, um, not motivating. I mean, we're trying to stay motivated, but sometimes I got to shut the brain down, and that's usually when I need to take a rest. The thing is, you got to make sure you don't go one way or another. Now, I've got all kinds of mentors that I, I love to death, and they help me out all the time, and they've really helped, if you can believe this, balance me out a little bit. Number one is my wife. Uh, she's she's my core foundation. There, we are yin and yang. We are completely opposite. Oh my gosh, in so many different ways, but. By her helping all these years she's been with me, poor poor soul, <laughs> but uh, we try and meet right in the middle there, the balancing act, which is um, when we first started, uh, she started working with me at the business, it was a little tough and rocky for those first six months because I'm doing 15 million things at once, bing, bang, boom, bomb, boom, and she's very task-oriented. Let's do one, let's do one, let's do one. No, you can't just do one thing. What are you doing? We got to do more than this. But um, it was a little rocky, but we worked it out. But of course, she doesn't do anything else. You know, it was a shot of reality, right cross of reality, as I like to call it. We got knocked down a little bit, but we chose not to give up. We chose to find a way to make it work. So anyway, uh, back to her and the mentors, they always tell me about, you got to be careful not to burn out. So you do need some shutdown time, some relaxed time, because if you're burning the candle at both ends, which is the way I've always lived life, and then just for an added challenge, I go ahead and light the doggone candle in the middle. Why? You know, let's, let's see if we can really burn this thing up. I don't, I don't suggest that type of living, okay? It's a little tough, but that's kind of the way I'm wired. But now that I'm getting a little older and a little more mature, I'm trying to have some shutdown time in there as well. So if you're wired that way, you need some shutdown time as well. If you're not, that that's good. That's fine. Be who you're born to be. However, you know you got to keep you got the motivation and the drive and desire not to just get too complacent because there's two sides. One overdoing it, and the other, of course, underdoing it, not doing enough. Try and find that balance in the middle. So okay, so imagination like a child, perseverance is a child. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on your goals. Battle, battle, battle through. And another thing I had kind of written in my notes here was all about, and those that have teenagers out there, if you can remember when you were a teenager, you know as well as I do, no, the word no, doesn't mean no generally the first time to teenagers. Now, my kids, and I'm going to brag on them here, they're extremely disciplined. They truly, truly are. You know, at the academy, you know, Austin's been teaching classes for I don't know how long, and he's just 16 years old. People come in like, that's your son? Was he like 20? No, he's 16. And they, they can't believe it. My daughter Madeline's 13 now, so I got two teenagers in the house. And then uh, my, my little buddy Emmett, uh, Termination Station, as we like to call him, the Terminator, because he uh, does everything he can to keep up with the other two. And he's um, <laughs> at my little buddy. We call him Terminator because he's, de- well, kind of determination, but uh, uh, termination is a Terminator. There you go. But he's determined to do everything they do and even better. So um, he's a sometimes a path of destruction. He's got quite a bit of energy, which I absolutely love. The only thing I, I, I feel for the poor little guy, he's got too much of his daddy's mindset, which is a good thing in a way, 
But the other thing, he overanalyzes, overthinks, overplans, and over uh, um, tries to achieve every single day, which is a good thing. I'm not saying because the majority of the people, they, they don't do any of those things. But like I said, you can be on one side or the other, try and meet in the middle. And for a little eight-year-old mind, that's, that's a lot to process. And it reminds me when I was a kid, I, I didn't know how to handle those all the gazillion thoughts that would come in and how to do this and that. Um, so it was a little tough. So being uh, now, I have an understanding I'm doing what I can to help him deal with that and relate with that. But anyway, back to the teenagers. They're extremely respectful. Uh, but at home and parents out there listening, because we have people all the time come to the academy and say, man, they, they're uh, here. They're the most respectful kids. I mean, you guys are doing a great job with them. And they go out in public. That's great. But at home, I want to just rip their head off. What the heck? I'm like, well, that's because at home, just like you as an adult, that's your comfort place. That's your comfort zone. You're comfortable at home. You tend to relax a little bit more. Well, so do kids. I mean, they're going to do that stuff. Now, I'm not saying being disrespectful is acceptable. No, not anytime, anyhow, anyway. However, just know if they're doing a good job in public, you've done a good thing. But just know at home, you know what, they're, they're going to push a little bit because, well, if you think about it, they've pushed even as a child to grab the spoon. And they didn't give up until they got the spoon. They pushed to learn how to walk, and they didn't give up until they got to walk. They pushed pretty much to get everything they've wanted. So that's conditioned to never give up. So no the first time isn't always going to be no. Now, once again, that's a fine line between disrespect and respect and being persevering and trying to get what you want and then being rude about it. But realize that's all they've at home is where they've learned to do these things and to battle through. Now think back when you're a teenager. Holy cow! You know, to be honest with you, I'm not even sure how I'm still alive. My my poor parents. They because you know extremely, and that's a good quality to never give up. You know, you get knocked down, you battle back, you battle back, you battle back. But you know that that's that's who you are. If that's who you are. No, saying uh, the first no, teenager, my son, like smack him around sometimes doesn't mean no. He's always trying to find a way. And uh, it, it reminds me of the old mama curse. The mama curse is, son, when you get older, you're going to have a kid that acts just like you do. Lo and behold, I've got three of them. Whoa, mom, I love you. But why'd you put that curse on me? Come on, mom. But <laughs> that's uh, I, when I'm talking to parents all the time at the academy, I mentioned the mama curse thing. And they go, and I said, so, you know, I don't know, you know, what your background was. I don't know. You were probably an angel. I wasn't. I said, but, um, uh, there's a good chance they're acting maybe like the way you were acting. They're like, oh, you're right. Gosh darn it. You're right. You're right. You're right. But still, it doesn't make it. I said, I know. I said, sometimes at home, and I tell them this, I got to put on the uh, the Master Grogan hat, the Master Grogan belt, and say, hey, all right, enough is enough. Because I'm dad, and I'm a goof at home, and I'm a goof everywhere I go. But I think that's you know spreads joy, positivity, and, and it's fun. But then I'm also extremely firm as well at the academy. All I ask for, I'm going to show you the respect. That, you know, maybe you haven't even earned that respect, but I'm going to give it to you anyway because until you lose it, I just ask you to show the same respect back. So sometimes at home, we got to say, Austin, how many times do I need to say no? Come on, man. I know, Dad. Then I think back, God dang it, I did the same thing when I was a kid. <laughs> and uh, and that's I think that's what makes me the most angry with my kids. Not that I get angry at them often, but is when they do the same nonsense and same crap that I did, and you're just like, gosh darn it, what are you doing it for? Well, is that really their fault? Uh, I don't know. But anyway, so that was a little sidebar there. But the whole point of that, once again, circles back around, have the perseverance of a teenager. Know the first time, especially if you're in any kind of sales or if, if you're wanting to do something different with your life, you're wanting to improve your life, better your life, going out for another job. Just because you get turned down at three different jobs, yeah, you got told no. Well, mom and dad told you no, but that didn't stop you, did it? No, you kept battling through. And once again, you know, remember, respect, discipline, manners, those all, I'm never saying be do something that's dishonorable, disrespectful, um, but at the same tone, don't disrespect yourself by not battling through. Don't disrespect yourself by giving up. You know, it's not going to happen the first time. Thomas Edison. You know, think about that. Well, we have lights today. Well, somebody probably would have came up with it, but but he wouldn't have been the founder of it if he would have gave up after the first 10,000 failed attempts. And, of course, he said there was over 10,000 failed attempts. Those were 10,000 things that I found that didn't work. And when I finally got it, it was just a 10,000-step process. So that's positive thinking. I mean, how many times you would have given up? You're like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. can't do it. 
you know, the uh, Wright brothers who uh, founded the uh, or created the first airplane, they would say when they went out to uh, Orville and uh, Wilbur Wright, when they went out, every time they would take five sets of parts because they were going to crash. They knew they were going to crash at least five times uh, for, for every adventure. Now, why didn't they take more? Because that's all they could muster up and afford and put together at the time. They kept battling through. They kept battling through. They kept battling through. But they knew, and that's the mindset. You go into it, and to be honest with you, when I, was, uh, when I first started the business, well, I almost forgot that, uh, next week, or this week, what, what, what we go? it's not February, it's February. Um, it depends on when you're listening to it, I guess. So um, in February, 1997 is when I started the business. So it'll be our 20th year anniversary. Now, I was extremely naive when I first started the business, extremely naive. I had the thing of, you know what, I'm going to, well, kind of, I don't say trying to, I don't say prove my dad wrong, but hey, dad, see what happened? I told you I could do it. Well, it's been 20 something years and I'm just now getting there, but it was that perseverance and drive and determination to, to get through that. But I was extremely naive in the, the thought of, I was, you know what? Yeah, it's taken other people five years, 10 years, 20 years, but no, I'm, I'm better than that. I've got more drive, I've got more energy, I've got more passion, more determination. I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. So that's good. Have those things, but I'm telling you, you're not going to succeed the first time out. The world is going to knock you down. It's going to knock you back a little bit. It's going to humble you a lot. But those are the times when you get knocked down, that's when you've got to fight your hardest to get back up. So I was naive in thinking that that wouldn't happen to me. And if you're thinking that way, great. That's great positive motivation. But I want to tell you, it is going to happen. So now you know it going in. So when it does happen, it's not fatal. You're not like, oh, well, I guess it's not meant to be. I got knocked down and, you know, and I thought I had this all figured out. But I, I just need to go and just have a regular job and do this. It's okay. No, it's not. Believe in you. Know you're going to get knocked down. But know you've got it in you to get back up. Know you got it in you to, to do more, to battle through. So anyway, um, where was I at there? Uh, got lost. The teenagers, don't give up on the first no. Battle through, battle through, and keep that imagination as a child. You know what you want, then then get what you want, okay? Don't give up on it, but you must take action. If And here's another thing I hear all the time. Too many times we make false promises to ourselves. You say, you know what, I'm going to do this. 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 Well, that's good. That's the first step. You got to say you're going to do it. But you actually have to take action and do it because what happens when you don't do what you say you're going to do, you're creating false promises for yourself, well, your mind is going to condition itself to think, well, whatever, there's no consequence if I don't do it, so whatever, whatever. So you don't have any stock or any uh, faith in, you, in, in doing what you said you're going to do. So when you say you're going to do something, now here's the, here's the little tip on that. Hold out to train yourself of don't saying you're going to do something unless you're 100% committed you're going to do it. And then it's going to change that. It's no more false promises to yourself because confidence, especially your self-confidence, is such a fragile thing. If you continue to lie to it and continue to give it false hope and you never fulfill what you say you're going to do, then that confidence, and think about it gambling with poker chips, your confidence chips. If you keep throwing away your confidence chips, on false promises, you never fulfill those promises. Before you know it, you're not going to have any confidence shifts left. You're not going to have anything left. So now you're out of the game. Oh, I'm done. I guess that's all I got. No. Hold out. If you say you're going to do something, and start off with small little successes. Small successes, small wins build up to big wins. But the most important thing they do is they build that confidence. They build those confidence chips up. And, of course, the bigger pile of confidence chips you have, the more risk you're willing to take, the more chances you're willing to take, the more, you know what, I am going to do this. I did this, now I know I can do this. But don't lie to yourself. Too often people say they're going to do this, they're going to do that, and they never do it. And what you're doing, you're actually doing more harm to yourself than if you wouldn't have said anything at all. So it's kind of a fine line because you want to say you're going to do something in order to get that mindset. You're going to say you're going to write your goals down, which, you know, it's kind of the number one reason people don't write their goals down anymore because they've lied to themselves so many times. They figure, you know, why even bother writing them down? That ain't going to happen anyway. You know what? Write those things down and look at those things. The more you look at them, the more you see them. And then you can say, you know what, I am going to accomplish this. That's that motivation and drive. Don't give up at all, you know, where you don't even write the goals down anymore because, you know, you can't hit a target, you can't hit a goal you can't see. 
I've said this many times, too many times I'll ask people, hey, what do you really want? I want more money. So I don't know how many times at speeches somebody will say, hey, I want more money. I say, well, come on up here. I'll give you more money. Really? Get on up here. I'll give him a dollar. <laughs> I said, okay, you got more money now. I'll go sit back down. Is that what you wanted? Well, that, I said, that's what you asked for. You asked for more money. You got to be specific with your goals. Exactly what do you want? Now, if someone said, I want a million dollars, I wouldn't call them up here because I can't, you know, I, I, well, you know what, I, I guess I could write them a check for a million dollars. It'd just be a matter of cashing that check would, was where the problem would come in. So I, somebody said that the other day, well, man, you're writing checks. Write me one out for a million dollars. I said, I'd be happy to. Just uh, advise that you don't cash it because <laughs> it's not going to go through. But uh, anyway, you got to be specific with your goals, but you got to start off by writing those things down and then doing the actionable steps, small little steps to get to it. And most of the time, we'll write down a great big goal, which is awesome. You want to have big, and uh, Darren Hardy, if you're listening still, big, hairy, audacious goals. That's what he calls them. I mean, the big ones out there, the ones that scare you to death. Well, that's good. You want to have those goals up there because the, the problem with, with a lot of people that do set goals they set them too low. And yeah, it's great that you hit those goals, but if you want your goals to be big visionary goals, you know, you set those babies so high that you you probably never reach them, but you have the passion and determination and benchmark that you're climbing, climbing, climbing to always uh, um, become better. Now, I know what some of you are probably saying, well, wait a minute, you're telling me to do small things, now you're telling me to do big things. I'm saying set those big, hairy, audacious goals, as, as Darren Hardy calls them, way up there. But take a little bench steps in order to get to it. Therefore, you're creating those small successes, that action that builds motivation, which builds more action, so you're working away at it. You know, the old story, how do you move a mountain? One shovel load at a time. That's it. You shovel every day, one one shovel, one shovel, one shovel. Before you know it, you've moved that mountain. And uh, uh, the same thing with any big, big goal. You gotta have that motivation, habit forming, determination to continue to work at it and not give up. So. Don't say you're going to do something unless you're going to really do it. But write those goals down and start building that confidence up, small little steps at a time. So I've got a uh, quote that uh, kind of ties into everything we've been talking about here with um, the uh, um, with the child, the imagination of a child, the don't give up, have the teenager attitude of saying, you know, just because I heard no the first time. And then, you know what, don't, don't, uh, um, don't, Set yourself up for failure by saying you're going to do something and not doing it because the repercussions are not good for you. But so anyway, here's the quote. Uh, Others can stop you temporarily, but you're the only one who can do it permanently. That's uh, from Zig Ziglar. And it ties into my next point here, which I'm going to, you know, we're getting close to the timeline here, so I'm going to be fairly quick with this story, but I'll touch on it on the next podcast. So as always, you know, and maybe I should start doing this a little bit, uh, giving you a little tease, sort of like they do on all, you know, whatever, any show you watch, they'll build you up, wait, 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 and tease you about what's coming next, so you have to listen to the next one. So maybe I get a little better at that marketing thing and do that, just so I know I got you back for one more podcast. Because one more podcast, you know, I'm filling your mind with more positivity, and of course that's going to help you hopefully get through the day, the week, the month, and uh, create the best year ever. So back to the Zig Ziglar quote. Think about this here. Others can stop you temporarily, but only you, you are the only one that can do it permanently because you have power to do what you want to do. And that's sort of like we talked about before about people raining on your parade, you know, putting mud in your your, your glass of clear water there. Yeah, the they can stop you temporarily, but you can wash that cup out. You can put clear water in that thing. Is it going to be easy? No. If uh, they're raining on your parade, don't tell them the next time what parade your street's on. Don't tell them what your plans are if they're going to continue to, to rain on you and try and bring you down. Believe in yourself. Get back up when you've been knocked down and battle through. So real quick, and, and you heard me talk about um, if you want to soar with the eagles, you can't, you know, uh, uh, flounder with the turkeys, so to speak. you got to believe in yourself and get up there. It's easy just to kind of be another turkey. It's easy just to kind of wander around and say, oh, I wish I could. I know I could. Maybe I could. Well, you can. Believe in that. Get away from those turkeys. Like Jim Rohn says, surround yourself with the people that are going to help you become better. The people that are going to help you become the you that you were wanting to be. And here's the deal. If you're surrounding yourself with people that um, – are less motivated than you are, make less money than you do, have less ambition and goals and uh, anything in their life to, to better themselves. If they, if they don't have the goals that you have, man, you need to hang out with other people. You know, the old term, the old saying is, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Now, fortunately for me, I've never been in the wrong room, which is a good thing. <laughs> There's always somebody smarter in the room. But guess what? 
I'm continuing to grow. The knowledge continues to grow because of that. But you have to drop your ego and admit that. And you only know what you know. You don't know what you don't know. And that's a big ego check, which I've talked about in other podcasts, and we'll continue to talk about it on, on some more here. But so anyway, I'm going to leave you with this one, and it's the story of the eagle and the chicken, okay? And uh, I'm just going to tease you a little bit. I'm going to give you the story, but I'm going to really talk about it in depth uh, next week on the next week's podcast. The eagle and the chicken, the whole story is in a quick little uh, Reader's Digest version, if you will, quick little footnotes, cliff notes, whatever notes they are. The um, One day there's a, a big earthquake and one of the eagle's eggs in the eagle nest falls down and bottom into the uh, farm and there's the chickens down there well the mother chicken says you know what i'll raise this eagle as my own so she nurtures it she coddles it and she raises that as her own now i'm going to leave out all the big details i'm just going to hit to the big boom here and you can listen to all of it uh, next podcast so one day the the other little chickens with the mother Mother chicken there, <laughs> mother hen, is uh, playing around. And, of course, the eagle's down there with him. And they look up in the sky, and the eagle sees these beautiful eagles soaring across the sky. And the eagle says, man, the eagle down there with the chickens, man, I wish I could soar like those eagles. Oh, look at that. And the other chickens laugh at him and say, you can't do that. You're nothing more than a chicken. So the moral of the story is if you hang with the chickens, you're going to believe you're a chicken, you're going to become a chicken, and you're never going to reach your goals. You're never going to be who you were born to be. That eagle was born to soar, but yet its influence was brought up with the chickens. So I'll talk more about that next podcast. I want to leave you with that little bit of a tease. As always, you can find our podcast on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And there's so many different great podcasts here at lineupmedia.fm. So check them out. And as always, please share this podcast with others. And you don't have to listen to it just one time. You know, hopefully every time you listen to it, you pick up something different. But my mission, my goal, my purpose is to help you live your best kick in life. And that doesn't mean you go out there and kick everybody around. But however, yeah, in in a metaphorical sense, you're kicking your competition, you're kicking your fears, you're kicking your doubts out the window, out the door, so you can live your best life, your best kick in life. So all right. So everybody, thanks again for listening. Until we talk again, you get out there and do what you do best. And I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed everybody. Look forward to talking to you real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week, another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.